Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers. Half an hour late. Sorry, folks. Um, this is, uh, yes, things just got a bit busy here in the uh, driving more studios and um, well actually I wasn't here I was having to pick up my girls um, for the weekend so yes yeah, sorry I'm running late folks but uh, hopefully um, some of you will spot it out to come live and come and join me so anyway lockdown beers means that's right let's pour that beer so I'm on the spates this evening um, I don't know what, you're, what you guys will be having but hopefully if all you've turned off your uh, work email and all of that kind of stuff some time ago and ready to wind down um, for the weekend today we're going to talk about well we've got an all blacks uh and uh um, united states teams for this weekend um, we've also got some more on pacifica talk um the cata stay in new zealand and uh, also we need to do some predictions because i haven't done my predictions yet and uh, boy oh boy i'm running a bit late on that as well but we'll do that all during the show uh, as you can tell um running a, a little bit uh, um, flustered, but hey, it's time to wind down. <sighs> Take a deep breath. It's the weekend. Um, some breaking news, folks. That uh, unfortunately, um, that we're going to have a uh, that some um, obviously uh, due to the unfortunate passing of um, uh, Sean Wainui, that the uh, Bay of Plenty um, versus uh, Northland game on Sunday has uh, now been postponed as it was going to clash. As that would clash with um, uh, the um, uh, gone black uh, with with the uh, tangy that's happening for uh, Sean Wainui over in Gisborne. So um, quite right, uh, fully fully understand why they uh, have postponed it. So folks, that does mean also obviously I won't be at the game because it's not happening, and there'll be no post match interviews from me this weekend. I will be watching other games um, live on the telly, um, and you can join me at Driving Mall on Twitter to chat about those joining games. But that particular game I was going to be at, but obviously now I won't be um, because it has uh, been postponed, um, as uh, you can imagine why. Um, so um, that's, uh, uh, I fully understand that. And that's uh, and so we have one less game um, this weekend, but that clearly is not the important thing. The important thing is uh, thinking about his family um, in that one. Um, 
A little small thing also, looks like Martin Nonu is um, also playing for East Coast again uh, this weekend in the Heartland Championship. Great to see him doing that. Lots of rumours circling that he might be joining Moana Pacifica. Um, also heard other rumours that he is heading back to the USA to page, play lay, Major League Rugby again. He was at San Diego Legion last year, or this year. Which, which one was it? Anyway, this year, sorry. Um, and uh, so, uh, so, look, so, so we're not sure what's happening with him. Is he going to MLR? Is he staying here? We'll just have to wait and see. I say rumours circling here around uh, that from both um, directions on that one. Um, the uh, uh, also um, Kata has uh, been given um, uh, is uh, going to be. Oh, hello, I think I've got someone joining me. Ah, oh, it's Mr. Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you, Paul. Sorry, I'm uh, a tad late, but I realise you're actually running a tad or more late yourself. Good to be on. <laughs> I am a little running very late myself. Um, the reason, folks, is basically that today was my youngest daughter's birthday. So happy birthday to, to the little one. Um, uh, it's not so little now. She's 10. Wow, getting big. Um, so that's why I'm running late, because we were having cake and stuff at her mum's um, after school. Uh, and uh, that's why I say I'm running, running late, getting home um, with her. So, yes, at the moment, you see, I'm giving up, folks building lego with her now she's opening a birthday present building lego and i'm having to get, i'm giving that up to talk to you guys and to record and talk about rugby so yeah don't you do hope you realize how meaningful this moment is happening out there in the living room that i'm missing out on so there we go um uh, to support me and so i can be a bit more bit a bit some um, a bit more guilt-free from all this, do become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio over at patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio and uh, give some money to so I can uh, uh, appease my feelings of guilt of uh, being a bad father um, and uh, not getting involved in uh, building birthday presents. Because, um, I mean, that's something you would never have done, Stephen. You'd be, you, you, were, you were there and never present. Uh, you, you're sort of uh, the perfect father. Oh, you know, it's being a dad is a very much a balancing act, isn't it, Paul? And uh, yeah, if you can special, if you can catch those uh, once in the year birthday cakes uh, for their entire life, well, not a, not their entire life, but a good majority of their life, you know, you're doing pretty well. You are um, the um, so uh, uh, and uh, look, I was very impressed by the cake. I just uh, put it up there on on screens. So people can have a a quick look. She's into her dragons. Um, it's a bit uh, blurry, but. Uh, Hopefully you get the idea. So yeah, crack, cracking cake made for her. Um, anyway, so um, Solomon Kata, um has been released from his Brumbies contract so he can stay in New Zealand for family reasons. Um, a bit of surprise this one because uh, he only moved over from um, Rugby League to Rugby Union uh, at the beginning of this year. I think this is his first season. Maybe he's done two seasons at the Brumbies. That's a good, that's a good question, actually. Um, Gee, I'll tell you what. Uh, this 15... 15 appearances in two years for, for, uh, for the Brumbies. Yeah, so he's there, there for two years. Um, look, a guy who I think a lot of us thought would be making a push for Wallabies honours, but that's sort of not come along, has it? Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one. You, you might makes you wonder if there's something in there with a certain other super rugby team that's uh, kickstarting their way in, in South Auckland. Um, it, it does make does make you wonder a, a wee bit. And uh, listen, I think we saw we saw flashes of what he was capable of uh, in Super Rugby, but we never really saw that that consistency. I don't know if he always held down held down a first team starting place at the Brumbies as well, Paul. So uh, bit of a bit of, bit of an ask. 
Yeah, I mean, 15, 15 starts over two seasons. That's uh, that's about a season's worth of starts. It starts pretty much every other game. I, I, yeah, I mean, a fair number. Um, but yeah, you're quite right. Being a, being obviously having represented Tonga in the um, um, in the 13 man code, uh, you could see him very very much uh, being part of Moana Pacifica uh, uh, team now that he's now, now he's going to be in New Zealand. Um, particularly as he was with um, uh, Auckland in the MPC. So he's only played two games or only been available for two games of that. Uh, so clearly he's, he's based up in the 09, um, which is where Moana Pacifica are. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him playing for them. Um, I'm not sure the Blues have got many spaces, particularly um, in those outside back positions. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how that one pans out. But yes, wouldn't be surprised to see Kata uh, turning out for Moana Pacifica on that uh, that one. And um, on the co- topic of Moana Pacifica, three more players um, have been announced um, today. Uh, three loose forwards uh, in um, Henry Stowers, who had told me um, earlier this season when I interviewed him um, off, off record that he had signed. So not surprised by that one at all. <laughs> um, uh, Alamanda um, Montuga and uh, Jack Lamb have also signed um, as well. So three Tommins there, um, I think from memory, uh, get that right, uh, have all signed for uh, Moana Pacifica um, in that team. Um, look, uh, the uh, getting themselves a nice set of loose forwards, but um, they're going to need a tight five to play in front, play behind, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose that's the that's the real key question. And, uh, and there might have been a, a bit of a, a bit of a hint to their next group of signings on Monday that there was a. Uh, two Tongans and a, and a Cook Islander is uh, what I'm hearing. So if there is a Cook Islander, it might be the first of the locks that we see. And, and well, I think we predicted maybe Mike McKee because he's got a uh, Cook Island mum. So that could be the signing on uh, on uh, Monday. But you, you're definitely right, Paul. In recent times, we've actually seen seen some pretty good signings yesterday. We, we saw... Uh, uh, Lotu and Finia Nisi uh, yesterday. Obviously, Lotu a very, very good uh, uh, loose forward, dynamic loose forward. So it, they just seem to have those areas covered at the moment. But you did right; those loose forwards are going to be doing a lot of work if uh, they haven't got locks in behind them. Yep, and looking at those, so look the ones on the little screenshot there. Um, the the light coloured green and light coloured red are the ones that have been announced. Um, the ones in bold are the ones we know that are. Um, what's the uh, word I'm looking for? Are, 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 are non-eligible players, so hence, so um, therefore taking it one of the five spots um, available. The, the dark-coloured ones are ones we've heard rumoured recently um, have been uh, added to that. So Mike McKee, for example, and they see Tonga Fassi. And the green ones are the ones that Stephen and I predicted previously would be selected. The red ones are the ones that we thought wouldn't be. So, for example... Um, Oops, I should have made Lincoln McClutchy a, uh, a light red colour. Sorry, my, my mistake there. But um, we didn't include Lincoln McClutchy because we weren't sure about his um, uh, heritage and whether he would be, whether he's an, um, eligible. Uh, in Ari, we didn't include, for example, because we thought he was tied up with the Crusaders. Um, and same with Isi Tuangafasi, we thought he was tied up, up there as well. But um, so, uh, yeah, as you say, Mike McKee probably going to be announced on Monday if they're announcing a Cook Islander. Um, a player who unfortunately has missed out on the MPC due to injury um, this season. So that's why he's not playing in MPC and why Steve and I missed him um, during our review because we went through all the MPC teams um, and uh, 
hence that's why he got missed out because he was injured and not listed in one of those teams yeah. um but yeah look it's uh, it, it's getting there it's heading in the right direction and you just i say three more on um uh, on monday takes us to uh, we'll take us to 17 players we're at 14 now i think it is three mm. six seven, eight, nine ten eleven twelve but yeah we're at 14 now so another three will take us up to 17 which gets us around about halfway um there for the or just under halfway there for the uh, i think it's 38 players are looking at having for a super rugby squad so um so yeah so folks look we've got plenty of more announcements to come on this one i think it's basically the uh, a, a lot more talking a lot more to come on this one uh the um a bit um surprised slash disappointed we haven't had an announcement out of fiji out, out of fiji and drew this week um they've been doing them more in waves and uh, but i think they got up to about 15 or so players as well so they were only about halfway there as well so i think um uh we yeah it would be nice to see another announcement for the fiji and drew to keep that uh momentum and keep that media um noise that uh that we're trying to give them so uh yeah another three solid signings as i say henry stowers we um we kind of knew about it was interesting because he was over with western force um previously uh and uh, yeah part of uh and part of him moving back here was that yeah he would be able to come and play back here so it's when you hear those kind of comments you realize how long the conversations have been going on behind the scenes around some of this stuff because uh clearly he knew towards the end of super rugby um uh trans tasman uh that he had a, that he had a job over here so um and hence why he didn't renew and stay over in australia so yeah um a, a lot going on behind the scenes a bit, a bit like a duck hasn't it been right um Stephen? lots of activity under the water serene calm above the water <laughs> yeah yeah clandestine clandestine duck <laughs> you could you could you could say paul um pop, uh, pop, popping up uh every sort of uh 24 hours to uh show its uh show its wares yeah re- really interesting for me w- what i'm looking at the squad is boy you know you look at those loose forwards and it's it's they're really dynamic aren't they they picked the dynamic set of loose forwards because that those loose forwards are going to get a, a work rate, you know. I'm I'm really excited, you know, that, uh, about um, especially Lotu Inesi because he's such a dynamic loose forward. And we shouldn't forget this kid's only 21, 21 years old, so they've got a nice mix of uh, of youth. And obviously, the likes of of Lamb brings a bit more experience. And we've seen also how dynamic Henry Stowers has been playing for Canterbury. You know, he's just got really nice nice footwork and Alamanda Motunga is a tough tough loose forward from counties who, who will work all day Paul so I do like the way that the uh, Moana Pacifica are actually drip feeding these players each day initially I thought oh god it's the right idea but what I am noticing on the social network Paul is the amount of engagement from from the fans? I mean, to say just to give you an example, Lincoln McClutchy, the other day that had two thousand likes. Obviously, there's a lot of people around the country who uh, follow Lincoln McC- McClutchy, but you know, fantastic to see that there's this interest every day. Pe- people are basically waiting to see if the the uh, Facebook site is is being updated accordingly, and when they do, boy, you know, they um they certainly um. You know, for 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 most of us who've who've heard a few whispers and rumours about players, but for the uninitiated out there, you can just see there's actually a positive uh, re- response that's going on. Um, just a couple of little little 
um, things I'll actually throw out there. I'm, I'm also hearing maybe um, uh, the boy um, oh, Danny Tawala from the Hawks Bay could be possibly signed. Now, if that's the case, that's re- that would be a very, very exciting uh, signing for Moana Pacifica. And obviously, um, we've heard about Tavatava Nawai as well. Timosi Tavatava Nawai may be a possible signing. So, boy, that, I'll tell you what, you know that this team, if they can get their set piece right, will have a lot of tries in them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the other things we've been asked about is, is how um, authentic um, is um, uh, is is this side now? If we look at some of these, some of the players that have been signed, then obviously Skopi Kepu. Look, he's done, he's not going to be eligible for um, the uh, for, for, for 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 one of the Pacific Islands, but um, and uh, Sioni Tupolotu not capped yet. But um, if we think that um, uh, Henry Stowers has already got two um, Samoan caps, Jack Lamb has got thirty-five. Um, who have both been uh, both been selected? Um, the uh, who are the other um, players uh, in there? Um, Solomoni um, uh, Funakai uh, again has got at least one cap for um, uh, for Tonga, so he's he is um, eligible. Um, Alaman Montuga is a Samoan sevens player uh, and also has played for Samoa fifteens. Um, um, Nerai Formai. Um, has uh, got uh, four caps for Samoa plus a bunch of sevens caps. Uh, Henry Tifu, Tifu again, uh, nine caps for Samoa. Um, Fine um, Inisi uh, has got three caps for Tonga. Uh, Tomasi um, Aliosi uh, has uh, is got 100, 201 caps for Samoa sevens. So the majority of these players are already capped by Samoa and Tonga. This is not a side that is a uh, shadow uh, residency for the All Blacks team. Um, the uh, there's so far out of all out of all the players that they've signed, I think only one of them um, isn't already capped, or two, sorry, um, Inari uh, and uh, Sioni Tupolotu. I think probably the only uh, maybe actually Lotu and Inisi. So there's about three of them there who haven't been capped, but. They're already based in New Zealand, <laughs> so it's not yeah. like this is being used oh. to keep them here. Uh, so I think no, this is a very authentic team for, uh, that, that, that will be providing players for Tonga and Samoa. It is not a uh, an All Blacks capture machine that uh, some people have suggested it might be. And and, and Paul, given the time uh, that it basically took to get the license, which came through pretty late, what they've actually got to work with in and around uh, players that aren't contracted to New Zealand suit. Super teams, I think, I suspect from what we're actually seeing, there was a lot of groundwork that that has been going on for a while from the from the coaches. You could that that there's no question about because you know we think back to that Tongan test and uh, Totai Kefu was he was ringing around the week before the game trying to actually see who was available. Where these guys will have a lot more planning, and I think that you know that general excitement you get from putting a, a new side together that you know, like a lot of these guys will know each other's games. I think there's that general excitement where you probably look at somebody like the Sunwolves. That was always going to be tough when you've already got a, a, a top 14 competition, a Japanese top 14 competition up and running. Once again, got all those contracted players. So you've you've really got to try and get a team that's just competitive, competitive from day dot. But I'll tell you what, um, the more games these guys will get under the belt, the better they get. And I'm, I'm super excited 
Um, obviously, um, the, the last lot of sightings will probably take another three weeks or at, at the way we're tracking Paul. But hey, there's something to talk about on the uh, on the uh, five o'clock beers every day, Paul. Yep, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's, it's great for that. I do definitely agree. Um, moving on, then um, the we got uh, two. Oh, we got the uh, All Blacks and um, the uh, USA squads now. Uh, interestingly enough, the USA squad all. Um, 23 players playing Major League Rugby. Now, there has been a bit of negativity around this game because the USA don't have access to their European-based players. Um, but uh, look, the USA, we're never going to get an All Blacks test during a window. Um, let's be blunt. Um, they're going to be playing um, teams like England, well, like Wales. Uh, well, actually, not, even the Wales game is out, out of window. So Italy, Ireland, pardon me, and France are the uh, in in-window games. And they're always going to be playing tier one games in those window games. So the only way that USA are going to get a, a all black test is if it's out of window. Um, and yes, they haven't got all their players. But look, at least with Major League Rugby, rugby now, they have a hundred percent professional squad, which is a, which they only sort of achieved like I think two maybe three years ago. It was the first time they had a hundred percent professional squad. Um, so all these guys are full time professionals. So from a uh, um, strength and conditioning point of view, they'll they'll last the game. Now, sure, the All Blacks will have a much stronger bench to come on for the last 20 minutes uh, and will have higher fitness. So, um, But uh, they do that against other Tier 1 teams. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, look, I, 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 don't, I, I don't agree with this negativity around, around this game. It's great. It's happening. Uh, and, uh, look, it gives the USA an opportunity. Oh, Paul, listen, for some of these guys, this might be the biggest game that they ever play. And if you're going to play against a team, you'll play against one of the top two teams top two or three teams in the world and you know we all know that players out there it's always a dream to play against the the, the all blacks you know for the for the eagles i think if they can keep the score under 50 it'll probably be a little bit of a a victory for them given the personnel that like you say what 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 they're dealing with but i think if they go out there and, and stick to their systems more importantly and do what they do well as opposed to going out and let's go and throw the ball around against the All Blacks. No, you don't want to do that. You really want to try and hold the ball for, for long periods. And if you can create a bit of pressure by holding the ball and getting a bit of getting a, a little bit of field position, I'm not saying you're going to score points, but I think it basically it might be a case of keeping uh, collateral damage down to a minimal. Yeah, I guess so to say that's um we, uh, the, we 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 had a chat about who we thought would get signed um, on Tuesday night on the um, Driving Mall show, uh, and we were pretty close to um, what was um, named um, in the end. I'm just going to try and find it. I've lost my list of uh, of players. So as I say, we're pretty close to what they um, the final naming. But the 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 All Blacks to uh, face the USA are come on screen catch up. There we go. Um, <laughs> We've got Ethan De Groot in the number one jersey um, with um, Asafa Amua uh, in the number two and uh, Angus Ta'avo uh, finishes out that uh, that front row. Their replacements are Dane Coles, George Bauer and Turul Lomax uh, for those forward for the front row. Um, Tupo Va'ai and uh, um, Sam Whitelock. They've written down as Samuel Whitelock. I've already said Samuel Whitelock on that one. That would be a bit strange. Uh, who captains aside, he's been named as captain for the full tour um, with um, Josh Lord uh, looking to debut off the bench. Uh, a back trio or list trio of Luke Jacobson, Dalton Papi Leahy and Hoskins Tutu. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, three players who have got a lot to, to um, live up to and to really kind of state claim. Sam Kane, uh, obviously coming back from injury, will be coming off the bench. So again, another player who needs to make a statement. Uh, Finley Christie. Um, and Richie Wanga are the uh, 9 and 10 um, with uh, TJ Perinara and Bowden Barrett's their replacements there. So, uh, uh, look, Finley Christie, uh, what, fourth, fifth choice there. I look, he gets some game time, which is nice to see, but that's pretty much about it. Richie Wanga again, uh, getting some more game time after having time off for his um, as his partner uh, uh, gave birth to, uh, to, to a young child. In the centres, we've got uh, Quintapaya. And uh, Braden Enor, Braden Enor, again, really, I think only had one cap now, um, maybe a second. Uh, but uh, he is um, obviously, again, a player who's been held back a bit by injury. Quintapire has shot th- shot up through the uh, uh, centre um, rankings uh, and obviously um, benefiting from uh, from Jack Goodhue being out, but have a real opportunity here to um, make a further case for being that number 12 jersey, which really, no, uh, well, a lot of people think they have Ely might have grasped it, but it's still uh, perhaps one of the most up-in-the-air jerseys in the squad um, with um, uh, Antoinette Brown to replace those guys. A back three then of um, George Bridge, uh, who, let's be honest, needs to do some work, at least needs to, um, needs to do a lot of work after that poor game against uh, the Springboks. Will Jordan, who rumours have it, uh, got, got um, subbed and dropped because he wasn't following the game plan. So again, Two players that really have uh, got a lot of work to do um, around their standing with the uh, with the coaches, and then DMAC at fifteen giving uh, Jordy Barrett a rest there. But obviously, again, another player who uh, is fighting for a jersey in that one. So yes, uh, an experimental side with perhaps two first choice players in Sam Whitelock and uh, Richard Mwanga uh, in that starting fifteen. But um, you've got to say. A, a really exciting one. And uh, a couple of those players have been first choice, but perhaps we'll just slip back a bit uh, and we'll be um, fighting to get uh, to, to keep hold of those, their jerseys. Yeah, Paul, I'm still chuckling from the uh, Samuel Whitelock. Well, he was born Samuel Lawrence Whitelock, a little bit like uh, Richard William Carter. Who Who's that, you ask? Yeah, that's Dan Carter, <laughs> by, by the way, for anybody out there. So I suppose these guys, we get we get used to their uh, their short names that they're uh, announced with all, all the time. So, yeah, just with, just with the side. I, listen, I, I like the fact that um, Ethan DeGroote 
comes in. Listen, I think he deserves it. I think he's been around the, around the squad and, and he's seen very little game time. So uh, yeah, really wrapped wrapped to actually see see him get a start as well as uh, Tupu Tupuvai as well. I think we kind of predicted this loose forward uh, mix simply because we all knew that uh, making his comeback was uh, a Sam Kane, the two Sams. I wonder if he's called Samuel as well, Paul. Um, so not according, not according if... to the uh, All Blacks team list, he isn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, um, we were we were going to see his comeback as well, and you know probably the rest of it a little bit predictable. We I think we originally thought that um, maybe TJ Perinara will will get that start, but that was only on the proviso that um, uh, there was no other no other player that was going to, well, none of the natural skippers were going to take control of the side, hence Samuel Whitelock comes back into the team, Paul. So, uh, yeah, good. It, I quite I quite like it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, actually, no, Sam Kane is apparently Samuel Jordan Kane. There we go. So, uh, funny that it gets put as Samuel Whitelock, but Sam Kane. I don't know that one. Um, and I'll be honest, I had no idea what TJ stood for. You know what TJ stands for? <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to Google Google that as well. But I can tell you, my born name was Stephen John Harris, but everybody calls me Steve, just for the record. Uh, well, apart from me, I'll call you Stephen, which is so perhaps I'm I'm the odd one out. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've I've no idea how TJ came out because it's Thomas uh, Tekanapu um, Wakata uh, Piranara. So I don't know where the J comes from, but there we go. Um, as I say, everyone calls him TJ. Uh, so, uh, so there we go. Um, so yeah, so I say, yeah, good side. Obviously, we expect the All Blacks to win, um, and uh, handsomely. So we'll uh, um, we'll have a ch- uh, well, we'll see we'll see that game on Sunday morning, um, which will be our only game on Sunday. Um, obviously, because of the postponement of the uh, Bay of Plenty versus uh, blank Northland, um, Northland game. Um, but other All Blacks kind of news is a, a couple of players have um, re-signed um, with um, Carl uh, Twanakafi and Alex Hodgman, who is, uh, uh, have both re-signed with the Blues. So um, a couple of good props there um, there with that one. So I think the Blues will be happy um, with that. So I don't think there's any uh, controversy over those. I think all Blues fans will be happy with those two re-signings um, yeah. there on that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go along with you there, Paul. I've, I've also... Caught wind that they've uh, signed New Zealand under twenties prop uh, Joshua Fusitua, who's the younger brother of uh, New Zealand warrior David Fusitua. Now this kid's highly ranked, but it probably wouldn't be a bad sort of time to introduce a young prop. I'm assuming Nepo Lalala and um, and Otha Tuanga Fasi have have been re- re-signed, but it also makes makes me wonder: has the likes of uh, maybe James Lay? Been left out. We all saw James Lay in a moon boot um, at the beginning of the Auckland NPC season. So, uh, you know, once again, that maybe that leads to specu- speculation that maybe the Lay brothers have signed with uh, MP as well. Paul. Yeah, I'd expect James and Jordan Lay to both sign with Moana Pacifica, but we'll see um, how that one uh, pans out. Um, the uh, Jordan Lay, obviously, uh, well, was played previously. Well, both of them Samoan internationals. Uh, Jordan played with Edinburgh, Bristol and Ospreys, and uh, James was with uh, the Blues last year, or this year. Right then, let's get into some predictions. Um, I mean, obviously, on the international side, All Blacks versus the um, USA, that's going to be an All Blacks win. As you said, the USA will be happy to keep that under 50. Um, uh, the um, Wallabies versus the versus Japan. Look, Japan hasn't hasn't had much rugby recently, uh, hasn't been uh, great um, 
uh, so it's uh, great form from them. So uh, I think we're backing the Wallabies um, to win that one as well, um, probably by about 10 points or so. Mm. Who Remember, the Wallabies have only lost one game against non-all-black opposition under Dave Rennick. So, uh, yeah, looking so some cracking form by them going into those two games. Um, but um, there's a lot of other rugby going on that we need that I need to do some um, predictions for. Uh, today, um, we have Otago versus uh, Canterbury. Look, Canterbury, not on a, a great run of form. Um, oops, that doesn't come up and show very well, does it? Uh, and that one, so I need to resize my screen. Uh, as you can see there, uh, all their wins have just been by um, three or one points uh, south in Waikato, Manawatu. Um, whereas uh, if we, um, and Otago similarly not had some great form, uh, got their win over Northland recently, but Southland were the only other team they've beaten to the sides at the bottom there. Um, I'm going to go Canterbury, but only by three points um, over Otago this evening. I think it'll be a close game. Um, if you're uh, watching, if you're into the old TAB, um, if Otago get up early, then uh, a couple of dollars on Canterbury when they when they get to, get over two dollars might be worth a, a little punt. Um, cracking game set up for um, uh, the first game on um, uh, on Saturday. Taranaki versus Manawatu. Taranaki clearly the form team, uh, having beaten everybody, uh, including the four crossover games with the Premiership teams. Manawatu also tracking very well, even if they did come up short um, last weekend um, against Wellington by uh, by twenty. Um, I've not seen the team this from Manawatu, but is Aaron Smith back for them this this weekend? No, I was about to mention once again. Um, no, Aaron Smith for the uh, third week of the row. Not 100% sure what's uh, happening there, whether it's uh, whether there's any sort of injury or any other aspect why he's out of the side at the moment. But I think their job just got even tougher. Even though young um, Luke Henry has jumped in and done a really good job in that uh, halfback jersey. And, of course, Brett Cameron playing well. But, gee, I'll tell you what, there's one thing Taranaki don't like doing, even though they've had a great season, is losing to their next-door neighbours. There'll be a little bit of emotion surrounding this game. Obviously, Sean Wainui played about 30-odd games, 34 games for for Taranaki as well. And just looking at uh, Taranaki on paper, boy, tell you what, they are they are all... They still look pretty strong on paper to me. I think they'll take this one out comfortably. Yeah, I'll go with Taranaki there on that one um, as well. Um, even with all the emotion around it and losing Josh Lord as well, I think I, I still see them getting up there um again if the turbos get up early uh have a quick look on the uh, taranaki uh in that one um because i think they'll come back and win it even if the turbos do get a get early score um then the last game on saturday um sees uh, the uh, hawks bay uh, in the ranfurly shield game against um waikato look hawks bay apart from that early loss the loss in that opening round against taranaki um, have been perfect. Sure, there's no Ash Dixon, but there was no Ash Dixon last weekend either, and they still won. Um, the um, the um, Waikato have uh, been a bit up and down and a bit down recently. So again, I, I can't see Hawks Bay um, losing the. Um, I, I should put that one out to ten. Um, losing uh, the Ranfurly Shield there. So yeah, um, uh, Canterbury, Taranaki, Hawks Bay for me. Obviously, there's no point I was putting in a uh, prediction for the uh, Bay of Plenty versus Northland. Um, there because obviously that game has been postponed. Um, 
any other, sorry, do, if, if you disagree, Stephen, I'll ask you your predictions of Canterbury, Otago and uh, Hawks Bay versus Waikato. Your thoughts? Oh, listen, I, I think I'll go along with the Canterbury, Taranaki. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty straight, pretty straightforward uh, to me. Obviously, probably that the non the non game between Southland and Wellington probably not worth worth talking about. But I think that'll be a hit oh, yeah, out for what, for what it's worth. It'll still be a. Uh, I think Wellington will be a little bit too strong uh, for Southland, but a good maybe a good opportunity for Southland just to regain a little bit of <clears throat> a little bit of confidence as well, having gone down in their last uh, uh, two games. But the uh, Waikato. Hawks Bay game, boy, game of the weekend. Interesting selection at fullback. Former Hawks Bay man Ryan Tongia uh, starting at uh, fullback for Waikato. I got I'll tell you what, I'm picking Hawks Bay, but man, it would not surprise me if this went the other way. But you know what? I think Hawks Bay they want to lock this one on the cab, the cabinet. And if you you look through their look through their side, it looks really good on paper. And uh, boy, they've got some. You know, plenty to come off the bench as well with Josh Kleifer, Gareth Gareth Evans, and um, that loose forward trio that they've got at the moment of Mickey Ellie, two Flanders, and, and the veteran Brendan O'Connor uh, playing amazing rugby. And um, Jeff Cridge is a player I just want to quickly highlight in this uh, Magpie, Magpie side. He, I think he's been absolutely fantastic, and he must be pushing hard for a uh, super contract with his form this year. So I'll go for Hawks Bay because um, it might get back to my nephew that uh, I picked the opposition <laughs> team. Uh, well, yep. So there we go on that one. Uh, over to the URC. Um, looking at that one, uh, Glasgow against Leinster. Look, folks, you always pick Leinster. They've won all their games so far. The smallest margin, just by one point away to the Dragons, but um, they won their last two games by over 30. Uh, I can see that being a comfortable Leinster win away. Um, Scarlets versus Benetton. Benetton doing pretty good. They've lost their last two. Um, Scarlets, really, their only win so far over the, um, the, the, the Lions. But look, Leinster and Munster not being easy opposition. So I'm a bit, I think this one could be close, but I reckon uh, Scarlet's will pick that one up. Um, Edinburgh should should get up over, over Zebra, but look, they don't travel well. Uh, I think Zebra will keep that one close. Um, Cardiff should beat uh, the, uh, the Dragons. Look, these Derby games, though, are a bit hard to call, um, especially as the Welsh players are missing for these games. Mm-hmm. Welsh internationals because of the um, All Blacks or because the international window coming from the All Blacks game, they're they're already missing this one. So whilst I'm going Cardiff, um, because the Dragons are missing pretty much their entire um, or, or, or losing a lot of forwards in particular, um, so I think they're going to struggle there. Um, Connor Ulster, as you can see, Ulster four wins from four. Uh, you've got to give them uh, the uh, the nod, even though Connaught at home are a nasty team. Then Ospreys Munster. As we already said, Osprey is missing their internationals. Munster, four wins from four. Comfortable away win um, on uh, that one. Your thoughts, any, any, any differences to those? Yeah, no, I can't disagree. Like you say, when you when you get derbies and you've got international players missing, it's almost like you're throwing a, a dart at a dartboard, Paul. Um, yes. Yeah, Osterconic. Ost- boy, yeah, maybe a case of going for the home teams. Um uh, be a big ask of Zebra, but you know they're, they're quite capable of uh, of knocking over Edinburgh at home. But um, 
boy sitting on, sitting on the bottom of the table. Plenty of plenty for them to play for. Um, I hope they can get the job done just for just to see them get off the table, but I don't think they will. Yeah, look, I think it's going to be four close games plus a Munster and a Leinster win, essentially. <laughs> it's, uh, it's how we're going with that one. Over in the um, Premiership, and uh, the um, I mean, Saints have dropped a game, but look, they're up against uh, Worcester Warriors who have lost their last four. Um, so uh, looking at uh, uh, Saints uh, comfortably at home. Um, Exeter, after a rough start to the season with two losses and three wins on the bounce against London Irish, who haven't won yet. Uh, that's going to be a, a, a big, comfortable win um, for Exeter. Uh, Gloucester against Falcons. That should be a cracking game there um, between those two. Um, I'm just going to go with home side, but uh, narrowly. Um, Bath, well, what they lost by 70 odd points at the weekend. They're up against the champions in Harlequins. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll back the quit back back Quins by a couple of scores. Tigers five from five. Um, so you've got to say again, they're rolling well, um, but up against a decent Sharks outfit. Uh, and then Saracens with that 70 odd point win. We look at the Wasps um, games. Their wins have been at home. Now, true, they beat Saints who were going well, um, but uh, a, uh, it wasn't by a big margin. Saracens seem to have got, got into their stride now. Uh, and so I'm backing them by the home win. So I think quite a few uh, um, big wins for home teams in this one, Stephen, uh, except for perhaps that Gloucester-Newcastle game. Yeah, yeah, I have to go along with you as well. I mean, say Newcastle uh, got a you know for them got a very big win uh, win last weekend, and Harlequin surprisingly uh, um, went went down uh, last weekend, and that was a bit of a surprise to to sail. Um, and uh, I think Bristol can be lucky; they'll probably be thankful they've just got to buy this weekend, Paul, because <laughs> um, I think basically looking through through their squad, I had a quick look through their squad. Uh, uh, from uh, last week's game, and it it appears to me there's a lot of key guys missing in that uh, Bristol side at the moment. You know, Charles Pieto, you can see Stephen Luatua not playing. Um, we've also got Chris Vui not playing. Um, you know, you can't, if you haven't got depth, you're going to struggle. Paul, it's as simple as that, but I think uh, you've pretty much called it. I think most of those results will, will basically fall the, fall the way they go. Newcastle Gloucester game, probably the closest game to me. I hope the very last game would be a good game as well, Saracens and Wasps, because those two appear to have really, really good good squads. Yep. Maybe on then to the, uh, the, the, the top 14 over in France. Look, this is one way you go with the home side unless you can see something that uh, jumps out at you. So clearly, um, Clermont um, starting to get in, into the swing of things um, against Powell. Uh, Beirut, look, had a good start. Obviously, just uh, one of the um, promoted teams picking up those two wins. A lot of losses since then. But up against Breve, um, a team that does not um, travel well, not from three um, on the road. So um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give Beirut the nod there. Um, Bordeaux. We're looking at a comfortable one um, against against Perpignan. Um, Stade Francais have actually put it together a couple of wins now. Uh, really, again, started off poorly, um, but being at home will give them the nod. Um, Racing against Montpellier, that's uh, a, a comfortable one there. And Toulouse um, have only picked up one loss, the first loss last weekend. But again, they're at home, um, and uh, so, so we've got to go big with them, I'm afraid. Finally, um, La Rochelle against Toulon. Now, Toulon, another one of those sides 
Nought wins from three games away. So again, you're backing the home team um, on uh, on that one, even if they haven't been at their best form this season. Um, and so, yep, yeah, I think this will be a, a weekend of all home wins in the uh, French top 14. Yeah, he says after last weekend when when uh, five of the away teams actually out of the seven games actually won incredibly last last weekend. But some oh, of those I had were, a shocker last weekend in, in this yeah, one. Yeah, you, you 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 did. So gee, I'm not so sure anymore anymore, Paul. But uh, yeah, Claremont Powell, I think they'll they they will be too strong at home. Bayritz and Breve, oh man, that could go any anywhere. Bordeaux, I'll go for. I'll go for. I start Francais. Uh, Russing and Montpellier probably be the game of the round, I reckon, Paul. Um, but I'll probably I'll go for the home side. I think the home sides will all get the job done this weekend. Yeah, as you say, that Beeritz Breve one could go either way. Again, Beeritz not a very strong side, um, but so it come down to do Breve think they've got a chance away from home? In which case, they might send their better team. Um, but quite often, um, look, the French top fourteen uh, just goes on for so long, but they can't roll out their best side every weekend. And the way they get around that is by uh, resting players for away games, um, essentially. Uh, and uh, that's uh, uh, so that, that that's why you'll see a lot of people predicting home wins in that league. So there we go. Um, hopefully you're all into your relaxed weekend mood now. My shoulders have uh, definitely dropped and uh, down a bit from the uh, frenzied start I had to this show. So thank you so much for joining me, Stephen, um, to talk rugby. Um Tomorrow, clearly, there will be a rugby game on at 5pm, so there won't be a lockdown beers chat tomorrow, but we'll be back on Sunday, so obviously giving Saturday a skip. Um, I might do a quick audio one, so if you want to have a quick roundup of the uh, rugby news uh, tomorrow, then uh, find New Zealand Sport Radio podcast um, on your favourite podcatcher, uh, and I'll put out a, a quick one just to round up the, uh, the, the, the essential news um, at some point to, late tomorrow afternoon. Um, but before we go, Stephen, uh, what, what have you got there for me? Yeah, just a little bit. Of... <laughs> oh, brilliant. Now, don't worry, Stephen will be back in a second, but clearly his phone has just decided to um, drop off uh, and uh, lose connectivity. Um, and uh, you've got to say that was perfect timing from him. Uh, but uh, as I say, he'll be back and he'll try again. Here we go. Take Take, take two, as they say, a little bit of breaking news. Now, if you were thinking of racing off the TAB and um, putting a bet on Japan, they were paying 575, but um, not good news if you were going to support the Japanese. Uh, Michael Leach has withdrawn from the side with an injury. Not saying what, what it is at the moment, but I'd probably say those odds have just stretched out that little bit, little bit further without Michael Leach, their inspirational skipper. Well, ex-skipper, I think. I think ex-skipper, big But yes, definitely an inspirational player uh, and, and part of um, part of that team. So yeah, real shame that he uh, isn't available um, this weekend. So um, I say, do join me at Driving Mall during live games this weekend. Uh, the first one of those is only forty-five minutes away. So uh, folks, grab some dinner uh, and uh, grab a beer and get ready for that game. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.